Hey everybody, it's comedian Trent McClellan and you're listening to my podcast called The Generators. Every single week I have a cool guest and we talk about uh, life, professions, creativity, success, failure, and all sorts of other cool stuff. In every single one of these conversations, I learned a great deal, and I'm pretty sure you're going to learn a great deal, too. So uh, hang on tight, and thanks for listening to The Generators. going on world it's uh, trent mcclellan with the generators episode nine yeah episode nine we're just one below double digits can you believe that this is actually the longest podcast i've ever had i think i don't know if the other one even got to nine and here we are breaking new grounds you know uh it's exciting it's exciting how are you out there in the world did you have a good weekend was it uh, everything you wanted it to be i'm sure it went too quick doesn't it always go too quick? You know, you get all these plans. You worked hard. You're like, man, can't wait for the weekend to come. Oh, the things I'm going to do, the tasks I'm going to complete and the fun I'm going to have. And then bam, Sunday, guess whose ass is back at work on Monday. Didn't do any of that shit. Did you? Mm -mm, you didn't. Why? Got sidetracked. You're on your phone the whole time. Scanning, looking at Facebook photos. That's what you're doing, aren't you? Be honest with yourself. Who are you lying to right now? All right. Let's get into a um, more of a therapist type thing. Sorry about that. Bad start. Okay. Anyway, I hope you're well. I hope it was a good weekend for you. I am recording this introduction on uh, Sunday evening here in uh, Trent's Comedy's World Headquarters in Calgary, Alberta, and uh, Canada, for those of you maybe listening uh, outside uh, the nation. Uh, yeah. And um, I had a pretty good weekend, man. It was uh, It was productive. Did a guest spot last night at the Laugh Shop sitting around 20 after 7 p.m. I was like, man, finished supper. I was like, ah, I feel like I want to get on stage. And here's the beauty of the Calgary comedy scene. I got my car, drove to the laugh shop, was there in 15 minutes, walk in the door. They're like, yeah, man, we got a spot. Bam. I walk up. I get to do 10 minutes working on some new stuff. And it was well received. So it was like, bam, back in my car and home again. Ah, oh, it was like a, it was, it's such a great thing to be able to do that. I, you know, I don't, I've always been very appreciative of that opportunity to just drive 15 minutes from my house and then be on stage in front of strangers, slinging ridiculous thoughts and ideas. That's my job. That's what I do. And I have the opportunity to do that here in Calgary that quickly. It's uh, it's so awesome. It's amazing. So that was uh, cool. Then I did a bunch of stuff, you know, just around the house, stuff that had to be done, just uh, trimming bushes and stuff, you know, stuff that's not exciting. And uh, I'll be honest, it's so boring. I don't even know if you can make comedy out of it. That's how mundane a task that is. My mind just goes to an absolute, uh, just a, I don't even, I think it shuts off. I don't even think I have thoughts during that time. I just clip in bushes and uh, uh, mowing a lawn. I don't, I, uh, I'm serious. If I could pay someone to do all that, like if I just 
here, do this. But then part of me feels bad because this is clearly something I can do, but I'm just like, I take no joy out of it. Some people really enjoy working in the soil and uh, I like to work in the backyard. It relaxes me. I find it therapeutic. I don't. I find it a complete waste of time. And I uh, wish someone else would do it. That's I'm being completely honest. That's where I am with it. But you know what? I do it. You know, it's one of those things that I just um, I do. And I got to be honest, I feel like a man after I do it. But I'm willing to not feel like a man and have someone else do it. That's how I roll. So, um, but anyway, that got done. And um, what a crazy week this was, man. Um, oh, God. The uh, lead singer of Linkin Park, um, Chester. Um, oh, man. It was just uh, really, really, really horrible news to hear. And uh, I hope to God it wasn't true. I really did. And then it was confirmed. And I'm like, man, oh, man, it just, you know, and we we keep talking about it. Obviously, there are people uh, suffering from mental illness in, in every single profession in the world. And, um, you know, regardless of what you do for a living, but for people specifically in entertainment, you know, it it comes across to the public as even more shocking because they they're viewed as having... All, this incredible life, you know, you have all this adulation and love and support from all these fans who you've affected over the years and uh, who love your music and love what you're putting out there. But at the end of the day, none of that matters if you don't love and accept yourself. Um, even that, even millions of people telling you how amazing your music is and, and how grateful they are for it, if you don't give yourself permission to to fully accept that and to love yourself and all the, uh, and all your, uh, imperfections, it, none of it matters, you know? And, uh, man, it was, uh, I like Lincoln Park a lot. I, I listened to a lot of their music over the years and, uh, it, yeah, man, it was uh, a sad thing. I, uh, I will say this, if anybody out there is listening to this and you're, uh, you're going through a difficult time or you feel like you are in a state of depression, um, I encourage you to, to get some help, to talk to a friend, a family member, to call a hotline. Um, there is nothing wrong with reaching out and telling someone how you're feeling and what you're thinking about. Um, that is one of the bravest things you can do and courageous things you can do. And it can, it can change your life. It can really put your life in a different perspective. Just, just talking to someone about it, just getting it out of you. And, um, I, uh, I did a bit of a special episode uh, here. Uh, it was episode five, I think it was, and um, I, uh, you know, I I talked to, I had people email in um, stories, tragedies that occurred in their lives, and how they were able to kind of take that pain and and convert it into um, some kind of progress, and and how it gave them some direction in their life, and. Uh, you know, if you're going through something right now, maybe listening to that episode may may help you too in some way, um, and uh, and I I hope it does. But uh, man, we are this thing is uh, we are losing far too many people um, to that to that darkness, whatever that is. And uh, I uh, I don't know I don't know what else there is to say about it. It's uh, it's it's so tragic when someone gets to a point in their life where they feel like. You know, it's just not worth going on anymore. And uh, that everyone has their reasons. And, uh, you know, yeah, but, uh, man, it's so tragic. So I 
yeah, if you're out there, man, you're going through a tough time. Um, I encourage you to get help to, to just, it, you may feel like it's, you're uncomfortable doing it. And, uh, uh, but, but you, you know, great things can happen. You can, things can turn around. You can look at your life in a new way from a new perspective and, uh, and realize that, uh, perhaps things aren't as bad and that you, you can get through it. And that's what that special episode was, was about people just being able to push through and dig into another level they didn't know they had and, and figure, figure out a way through it. And, uh, I think everyone has that ability, but sometimes it's hard to find, it's hard to go to. So I, I, I do encourage you to, uh, to do that. Um, if you can, your life's worth it. You're, you're definitely worth it. Uh, I don't care who you are. You're worth it. So, so please, please do that. Um, I had, uh, a really cool thing this week. My dog, Odin, that I absolutely adore. I truly love this dog. I mean, I, I love this dog, um, beyond anything else I can imagine. He, he is amazing. I don't know what my life would be like without him. He is absolutely incredible. And he turned six years old, everybody. Six years old. My boy did. And uh, we had a, a birthday party for him. We brought him to his uh, dog daycare, and they threw him a party. You know, there was treats. There was hats. There was uh, party paraphernalia. And uh, we feel no uh, no guilt in that whatsoever. We're like, that's uh, maybe it should have been a week-long party, as far as we're concerned. That's, what, that's the kind of, kind of love we have for him. And uh, you can make fun of me. I don't really care. Um, doesn't affect me in the least. He's uh, he's amazing, and he deserved it. So, um, yeah, man, it's when we first got him, we got him from a friend of a friend, and uh, when you when we first got him, we were like, "Wow, man, I don't even know if we can do this." You know, we hadn't owned a dog before, and we were kind of on the fence for the first few weeks when we had him. We were, you know, it was just a different. It's different having a dog in your house, and he chewed a little bit and stuff. And we we're like, "I don't know if we can do this," and then. Uh, you know, just one day you're like, man, how did we ever live without this dog in our lives? Like that's how quickly he just becomes part of everything that you do. So, uh, so he turns six, everybody, my boy Odin, he's six, he's in bed right now. He's asleep. You know, he had a busy day today, you know, waiting underneath the dining room table for scraps, hoping something would fall off a plate. It never does. And we don't feed him from the table, but every day he's hopeful, you know, every day he goes there with that same mission. One of these days, man, piece of meat's going to fall off your fork and I'm going to be there before it hits the floor. I'm going to be there. That's his mentality. You know what I mean? I'm going to get that meat before it hits the ground. I can guarantee you that much, you know, and it's never happened, but he's hopeful. He's a hopeful boy. So yeah, so he had a birthday and it was awesome and it's hard to believe. Um, he's six years old. Crazy man. Crazy. I've been looking at my calendar as well. And, um, I got a week coming up here at the old comedy cave here in Calgary. Um, kind of unexpected. I think another headliner must've canceled, and I needed someone to fill in, and I got a bunch of new stuff I'm working on. So I'm like, bam, that works out great for me. So Tuesday to Sunday this week, I will be at the Comedy Cave working out stuff. If you're in the area and you want to drop by and hear me work through some stuff, feel free to do that. Also, what I thought would be a cool thing, for those of you who signed up for my uh, signed up to my email list, what I thought I would do on Facebook I've been putting up these things called Inside a Comic's Life, which has kind of been just two posts, which give you a bit of a behind-the-curtain look at um, how I kind of go about what I do. And every comedian is different, but I thought I would just kind of show you what my process is a little bit, or process, however you say it. And um, I thought what I might do is actually put that in an email to folks who have subscribed to... um, my newsletter. So I think uh, Tuesday I'm going to put out 
um, the third part of this thing, which is I'm going to put a clip there of an old bit that I, I used to do, and I'm going to kind of tell you how I developed that bit. So it's kind of an inside look at how I how I developed this piece of material. And this bit is that it's actually a clip of two different jokes that I used to do. And the process to do both was different. And so I kind of explained it a little bit. So I'm going to send that out to my email list on, um, on Tuesday. So if you're, you're interested in that kind of thing and you haven't signed up, you can go to trendscomedy.com and you can subscribe to my, uh, my newsletter or my, my email list and uh, we do blast out every now and then not that often it's not like a spammy type thing it's uh um we do them every once in a while about show information or any kind of news and uh i thought yeah it'd be a cool thing to do to kind of let folks in behind uh in behind the scenes there kind of see how uh things work because i get that question a lot people want to know man how do you develop material and how does that work so uh if you're interested in that kind of thing then sign up and if you're interested to get information about shows before anyone else there's where you will find it in the um in the email list. Uh, so sign up if you like. No charge, of course. And uh, yeah. And uh, what else is going on? I don't know. Um, oh, this episode. God, I didn't even introduce the episode. I mean, that's what kind of a person doesn't. Ridiculous. Um, my guest this week is Kate Grant. And Kate is the fitness manager at Good Life Fitness. And uh, I really wanted to have someone from the fitness industry on the podcast because it's something that uh, occupies a lot of my time. I've been going to the gym for a bunch of years, and I've had a love-hate relationship with the gym and with fitness and body and nutrition and all that stuff. So I really wanted to sit down with someone um, who's who's trained in that field and, uh, and talk to them um, a little bit about what their beliefs are and how they approach what it is they do and what they see on a day-to-day basis. And and Kate was so, so forthcoming with all that information. I didn't know her. One of the great things about the podcast is I've been just reaching out to people, to strangers and saying, Hey, would you like to be on the podcast? And for the most part, people are like, yeah, sure. Cool. And, uh, we did this one in a Starbucks. And so if you hear a bunch of chatter behind us, that's because we are in a busy Starbucks at the time. But because we have quality microphones, um, you can hear us and, uh, what we get into and I think there's a lot of great information in here for folks who are looking to um, to make a change in their in their fitness regime or to adopt some kind of fitness regime. I think there's there's a lot of great information in here. And at the end of the work, at the end of the day, it's it's no secret. It just comes down to discipline and sticking to it and doing it when you don't want to do it. That's the that's the toughest thing for people is uh, to go. Um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 so hard, you know, um, you can have everything ready the night before, you can do it, tomorrow's the day, you're going to get this done, you're going to hit the gym, and you wake up, that alarm goes off, and you're like, ah, this, this bed is amazing, and I just can't get it off my back right now. You know, that's what happens sometimes, but it's doing it when you don't want to do it. That's that's what it's about. And the same thing with food, you know, eating well when you don't want to eat well. And there's nothing wrong with treating yourself from time to time, but like just trying to the majority of the time to just do the right things that you know you should do and it makes a big difference so i think um this talk with kate was uh was really beneficial to me and i learned a lot and uh i think there's a lot of great stuff in it for you guys as well so yeah sit back and listen to my chat with kate grant from good life fitness and um yeah you thanks for listening you know you do it i can't tell you how much i appreciate you no no not that person no not the one next to you, you, 
you listening, you hearing this right now, thanks for listening to this thing. Thanks for telling other people about it. Thanks for subscribing. Thank you for reviewing it. Um, thanks for coming to shows. Thanks for everything you're doing out there. You're doing great. You're killing it. You're crushing it. Um, and I hope you have a great week. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this interview with uh, Kate Grant. And uh, maybe this is the road to a new life of fitness for you. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Strictly bitch, you don't play around Cover much grounds, got game by the town Getting paid is a forte Each and every day, to play away I can't get her out of my mind I think about the girl all the time East side to the west side Pushing back rides, it's no surprise She got tricks to Testing, one, two, three We're in, we're good, we're good to go I'm joined by Kate. Kate, thanks for doing this. No worries. Is it super awkward for you to be in a Starbucks right now talking to someone <laughs> you've never met? Uh, it's it's the microphone. I, yeah, I just right. need to envision uh, a, a big camera in front of you're me. You're talking to yeah. You're talking to clients. You're talking to them like right. this is what you need to do. Stop cheating. Stop leaning back while you're lifting those weights. <laughs> one more. One um, more. I'm always amazed when people do uh, like job interviews at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, because I go to I go to coffee shops quite often just to write. Yeah, and I'm always amazed at like what you overhear <laughs> when you're at a coffee shop. Like, like I've seen breakups. I've seen oh, like yeah. I had a guy in a first date once. like turn to me and go like, the girl went to the bathroom. He's like, yeah, this isn't going very well. He's like, I don't know. There's just no chemistry. Oh, <laughs> I was no. like, and she came back and I was just like, all right, just pretend I was like writing <laughs> stuff. I'm like counseling this guy, this stranger. It's like. Oh. But yeah, interviews in coffee shops I always find interesting, like job interviews, because yeah. people are being so personal about information, and there's just people sitting around. You're like, you don't know yeah. anything about them. Like, Tell me about a time when you. Yeah. So where'd you live last? What was the last five addresses you had? And someone's just writing it down the whole time. Like, mm, I'm gonna steal your identity and actually be someone else. So, um, so where are you from? Let's start there. Uh, I'm from Central Alberta. Are you really like small town Alberta? Yeah. What yeah. part? What town? A uh, little town, Sylvan Lake. Sylvan Lake is area. beautiful. Yeah. I've only ever been there strangely in the winter, but apparently like summertime, it's like rocking, right? Like it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a very beautiful place. I mean, it's it's a lake in Central Alberta. Like. Yeah. True. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why people just gravitate there. It's like water. We have water, right? Yeah. So. I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. It was a very idyllic place to grow up. I grew up on an acreage outside of town and it oh, was just cool. very special yeah sweet yeah. did you so how long have you been in calgary uh 11 years now. oh wow okay yeah. cool yeah. 14 years for me it was a Crazy. big transition like i'm from newfoundland originally oh yeah, yeah. so my hometown's like twenty thousand people yeah which i thought was oh it's a city you know and i lived in st john's which is about two hundred thousand. and i came here it was like it was like new york city to me yeah. like traffic downtown one-way streets sea train like i'm like i don't know if i'm going to survive here yeah. like i actually thought over i was overwhelmed but i guess if you were in sylvan lake you probably were in calgary quite a bit like throughout the years yeah. kind of thing yeah, yeah it was kind of like uh it's it's uh, a little bit of a a thing where you when you're from that area you pick either edmonton or calgary right. you you pledge your allegiance and did you did you choose calgary or edmonton I did, I oh, okay did. why why did you choose that <laughs> Um, I think Be honest. Actually, uh, it's a little bit of a funny story. I guess just growing up, we came here more for, you know, the zoo and science center. And I guess Edmonton had a good science center. But right. um, just the mountains, I guess. We came out for ski trips a lot. I just felt like it was, uh, yeah, it was more of a place I wanted to be. But actually, um, I was meant to go to UBC for university. Right. All ready to go. And uh, I was actually performing at the Stampede. 
Really? Um, I was in a in one of the youth performance groups with oh, the cool. Stampede, and um, we went to Germany in uh, my grade twelve year. Yeah. And it was I don't know we got back sometime early August maybe, and I was supposed to ship off to Vancouver, and I just couldn't leave it. Wow. So I like, threw in a last-minute application to UFC right. and uh, was able to get started that September. So And got in. Yeah. Wow, that's so, awesome. Uh, some last-minute choices there. Sweet. That's sometimes how life works. You're like, you think you have it all mapped out? It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, throw that in the garbage. That's not how it's going yeah, down. Yeah, so yeah. I've been here ever since. Cool. And is that how long have you been in the fitness industry? Uh, this will be year three. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So what what made you want to get into it? What was the interest? What was the allure of getting in this yeah, line of work? Yeah, so um, I was in yeah some, some interesting life events. I, f- I feel like a lot of people in the fitness industry have interesting stories yeah. about how, how they ended yep. up there. <laughs> yeah. um, I kind of always joke, like, no one really, and, and, and certainly not meaning any, any offense to anyone who does. No, but no. I don't know a lot of people who ever really said, you know what, I want to be a trainer. Right, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I graduate, I'm going to train people. Yeah. No, you need almost some life experience first to, yeah. to find it. Yeah. yeah. So and, what was and, your own? And I find that it really attracts people who are uh, coming towards it for different reasons or the right reasons, right. but maybe not the reasons that might attract people initially. So I find there's kind of uh, this constant ebb and flow of, of people who – think it's for them and, and it might not be and then people who never would have thought it was for them and then turns out to be so yeah that's uh that's how i ended up here um so i um was i was doing my uh my primatology degree um, wow cool and uh was planning on doing primate population research and uh going wow. into that branch of uh academia yeah and um and Things changed. Uh, some pretty major life events made me want to stick around home a little bit longer. So right. I went back to what I was uh, doing really honestly in my pastime, which was teaching the youth entertainers uh, for the Stampede and cool. other youth performance groups because I had been a performer forever. So right. I just started coaching, and that was very natural to me. And um, ended up working in um, in entertainment um, for the Stampede. Oh, cool. And I uh, really, really loved it. But uh, I was getting more and more uh, drawn. I was becoming more and more drawn to just coaching uh, yeah. and coaching people. And I didn't think, I knew it was a, a pastime and it was something that I enjoyed. But right. I didn't ever really recognize how much of my life had dominated <laughs> until I realized I was spending more time and energy <laughs> on my hobbies than I actually am on anything that I was planning on being my career. So. Um, I decided to just jump right into full-time coaching, and I transitioned into fitness. So um, cool. I became certified, and I, uh, it was a really natural start for me because I'd been teaching dancers for so long. It was just really, yeah, it was, wow. as in, it was a, a really smooth transition, and I it's love really it. It's really cool. Interesting you brought that up because, like, m- a lot of people, I think, too, they come out and, like, they have a set notion of what they may want to do, but I think they're almost ignoring their curiosity or what they're really yeah. passionate about yeah. because it's almost like they could follow money or what industry is booming right now. Like, But I think at the end of the day, like you end up being, if you're true to yourself and you listen to what is going on and, how, and where you're spending your time. There's a great saying I heard a little while ago. It says, um, show me where you put your time and your money, and I'll tell you what your values are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like, so you had to have this realization of like, well, I'm really passionate about fitness and actually helping people in some way. Mm-hmm. But it took years before you could put those two together and go, oh, this is actually what I should be 
what I kind of should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And it, it exactly in that thought process. Yeah. Like, why not just get paid to do <laughs> what I'm doing anyway? I know. <laughs> yeah, instead of this other thing. Why am I doing this again? It's like, oh, I don't know. It's funny because that, that's exactly how I was. Like, I was a class clown and stuff, but I had, like, normal jobs. I worked with kids. I actually had a program where we worked, did uh, taught kids the ABCs of stand-up comedy. So oh, I worked with Boys great. and Girls Club, and then we did after-school programming. Awesome. And so after I left Boys and Girls Club and was doing stand-up, I married the two. Mm-hmm. And we had we taught kids the ABCs of stand-up, and then we'd go to a comedy club and invite their family and friends, and they'd perform and talk about jokes about their mom, the lunch that their mom made or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And, um, and it was great but it was a lot of work like working with other people so then I was like I, my touring schedule got too crazy I was like I just can't commit to a yeah. like an eight-week program and being here all the time because I'm touring a lot so it became that but I think a lot of people just kind of ignore that like that's right there that's probably been under your nose for a while yeah. it took other life events to get to that point but a lot of people never ever listen to that or see that thing that's right there yeah. like I know people who are amazing like in the kitchen for example mm-hmm. and, and they cook and they're so great at it and I think to myself like how does that person not have it like maybe not a full-fledged restaurant but like mm. just maybe a small catering thing where they make things and they would be so happy doing it they may not be the wealthiest person in the world but they'd be far mm-hmm. happier yeah. but people i don't know it seems like people run from it quite often and i think there's this something that i uh see in my role a lot just working with people on their own goals um is that people feel like they need to be good at something already in order to attempt it yeah. it's, it's this funny little cycle that yeah. happens in our minds and the number of times that people have told me oh I, I'm not fit enough to have a trainer I just <laughs> it's amazing like it's really remarkable that's hilarious and I you know I've always said well what's the easiest way to do something if you needed to to teach a kid how to do something they've never done before if you needed to teach a, a kid how to walk would you just wait until they figured it out and then start coaching them or would you maybe start to to show them or, or are they influenced by what they see and, and you're learning and or sorry you're teaching so what? it's um it's very funny in that space where uh, i think a lot of people have these sort of skills or these passions and these things they just don't feel brave enough to try because they don't feel like they're good enough at it yet they're not a professional yet but it's yeah. difficult to become a pre- professional particularly in these um more you know say maybe trades based like you're, you're saying uh cooking or even yeah. in training um you know, it's it's uh, it's not as easy as just saying, okay, I've I've done my degree and I can apply for the job. A, l- a lot of times, uh, I mean, yeah, there's technical school involved, absolutely. Um, but for some reason, I think there's just this uh, this idea that it's either um, it's it's just a hobby and and to do schooling in it is is right. not logical. Um, yeah. Or, you know, there's just this this fear of not being good enough yet. I yeah. Don't know. I think you're, yeah, I think you're so right. But I think it's funny because I think kids, we both work with kids at some point. Mm. Kids don't have that same fear of mm. failure per se. Yeah. Like adults, it's almost like we get to a certain age where we almost feel like, okay, I need to have all the answers now. And therefore, I don't want to step outside my comfort zone because I could fail. And for some reason, that's the worst imaginable thing. Mm-hmm. And you must see that a lot in your industry because you have people who are coming to a gym maybe for the first time and this is their first time putting a foot in that world. There's lots of things to be intimidated about it. 
you know, yeah. when you walk in, like, yeah. oh, okay, how does this equipment work? Look how good a shape these people are in comparison to me. There's all these, these things. Whereas I think kids kind of come in and go like, oh, that's interesting. That's kind of cool. I think I'd like to try that. Like yeah. they don't come with the same luggage exactly, of yeah. having to succeed and be yeah. like, I have to know everything right off the bat. Yeah. They'll just jump in and do it. You know? Absolutely. And I, uh, there's a really interesting study, and now I'm going to do my, uh, my least favorite thing in the world, and I'm going to uh, reference a study that I can't cite. Oh, so. okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> we'll let that pass. I, we'll I, note that. We'll note that in the file. I encourage here. everyone to fact check this. Yeah. But, go Google this uh, afterwards. Make sure uh, it's true. Really, uh, a really interesting study that was done among children or, or with children where uh, they were both, uh, I'll just give kind of the, the Coles notes here, that uh, they were both given tests. Half of the, the group was praised for their natural intelligence, and half of the group was praised for the effort and work that they put in. And then those two groups were monitored over time in a longitudinal study, and they were uh, checked back on to see what types of risks they would take. And the group that was uh, praised for being naturally brilliant, they naturally then chose... The, uh, the tests that were less hard because they didn't want to fail because they needed right. to have uh, upkeep this image of being smart, whereas the kids who were praised for their effort were naturally inclined to take a greater risk and to challenge themselves and take a harder exam. Yeah. And, uh, and they actually, you know, that, that went pretty far in, in d determining their behavior. And, um, yeah. you know, what... Um, what you're saying about kids naturally being more inclined to do that, I think we sort of um, end up being that former group uh, right. the, the older we get, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, keeping up appearances is very important and uh, yeah. just not having this image of failure. And I think also as we become more accustomed to success, right? As we get older, we tend to, right. you know, a, a attain more and achieve more success. So then stepping back, what I find typically people who are very professionally successful often have a really hard time getting into the gym because it's taking this step back to not being really great at something. It's right. having to listen to someone else and not be the boss. And that can be very challenging for giving people Giving up control, sometimes. giving up power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, whether it's a, an idea of, um, of, you know, not, you know, being stubborn or just what we're accustomed, uh, accustomed to, I, I, I don't yeah. know. But um, it's, it's definitely something that I see. No, for sure. And, and, if, and people... I think a lot of people have to realize that their comfort zone that they obviously they're comfortable in doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where it's mm -hmm. like, well, this is what I'm comfortable doing. And in your industry, it's probably these are my rituals in terms of uh, exercise or, or no exercise whatsoever. This is what the fuel I put in my body every single day. And that's a comfort level for them. Now, they're not where they want to be in their life, but they're really comfortable doing this. And that change and the preconceived notion of what that change will be and what it'll yeah. be like is terrifying to people. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know. How far reaching it might be, what else it might impact. Right. And also just relinquishing that control and, and trying to um, stop creating reasons for why bad habits exist and just just trying to be better and make small change and accept progression rather right. than perfection. Yeah, and it gets back to, I think, to how do you measure success? Like especially in your industry you know you have these fitness magazines and these fitness models and people are going to the gym and going like is that the standard like in their head subconsciously that's what's being kind of beat in there and it's like that is so not natural and so photoshopped mm -hmm. and 
if you just live a healthier lifestyle, you're going to be a winner anyway. Like, that's not even remotely the goal, but subconsciously that's maybe back in there. It's like, well, I'm never going to be that. Or whatever it's going to take to get to there is way more than I'm willing to pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think also we have these very unrealistic um, expectations in terms of timeline. And something that I really, uh, <laughs> that is a resounding opinion uh, from the people that I speak with is, um, you know, when do you want to achieve this? Well, yesterday is, right. is comment number one. <laughs> That's right. Um, but uh, people have a really um, skewed idea of how long it takes to achieve what they want. And so many people have never really achieved what they want. Some people are wanting a bounce back. You know, some people are wanting to get back to where they were at some point. And, and, uh, and that's, you know, a little bit of a, an easier maybe marker to go on. But oftentimes it, that, that goal was, uh, or that, that perfect self was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And, and a lot of times people were 17 or 18 right. when they had the body that they want again. And, you know, to be able to say like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I can always just drop it in two weeks always okay when was the last time that you did this you yeah. know and sometimes that was 15 20 years ago yeah, it's like, like are really? you sure your body responds in the same way now yeah metabolism uh, uh, slowed down maybe a little <laughs> maybe since a then little. yeah since you're habits 17. might be a little different right. you know and uh it's uh, it's it's something that i find very interesting but um what you're saying about these images that we have it's you know, everything out there is a quick fix, and um, I'm not going to say everything, but so much of what we of see it. is offering a quick fix. And um, in our industry, we just know it's it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And you know, there are there are absolutely things that you can do, absolutely strategies you can take to, you know, expedite little things here and there. But you know, really, when it comes down to it, frequency and form and nutrition. These are just. You just have Full to proof. live a healthy lifestyle, be active, eat well. Uh, you know, it's yeah. really, yeah. we can brand it a million different ways. Doesn't matter <laughs> what era, that's the formula. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because in entertainment, it's the same thing. Like people, there are a lot of people who get into stand-up, for example, or entertainment in general. And I think I was in the, the illusion, too, when I first started, like, oh, I'm just going to go be funny and have a bunch of good shows. And eventually, someone's just going to come and sweep me up, and I'm going to go to Hollywood, and I'm going to play arenas. And, uh, and then you realize after, like, oh, after, like, a few months, like, oh, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> so you either have to accept that that's the process, and you stick it out, or you go, oh, well, I'm not. And you see a lot of that of people who come in, it's a flash in a pan, they're around for a few months, and they're like, oh, this is going to be way more. Yeah. Or the money doesn't come as quick as they want, yeah. and it's like, well, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, but but I, what I had to learn was that I think looking for the shortcuts is the long way. Do you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to you know what the work is, yeah. you know what you're supposed to do, yeah. but we spend so much time like, well, how – how can I get around that? How can I how can I not show up at the gym at 6 a.m. but still have the body that I want? It's like, well, you can sit here and have that internal dialogue as long as you want. Exactly. Or you can get your stuff on and we can get to the gym. Like, you must see that all the time. Oh, like, exactly. Exactly. I think truly commitment, like length of commitment, duration of commitment is one of the bigger obstacles that we see. We, we have a lot of uh, people, and I don't mean we, I think, uh, you know, it's... Yeah generally just a, a, an idea that, well, can't I just do this for a little while? Can't right. I just get my ideal body in a couple of weeks and then, or a couple of months and then just be good? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we're doing a lot of educating. Um, you know, yes. that's just really not how it works. One of the core principles of, of training is that 
that reversibility is it's just gonna happen yeah <laughs> so like yes there's maintenance yes you can maintain results but if you don't actively strive to maintain you will reverse you know, your your body will uh, return to what it knows. A, a more energy efficient state and yeah. you know muscle takes a lot of energy to run so when most people are wanting tone or that booty or that six pack yeah. or whatever it yeah. is you want to be quadzilla you got to yeah. you got to feed that yeah <laughs> you got to keep it working yeah it's so interesting cuz I, I people and i find it again in my line of work same thing is that I always tell people, like, you better enjoy the process because the process is long. And for me and what I do, like, this is my, I don't like to call it my life because it's just part of my life. But it, it is a lifestyle. It is a thing that you have to commit. And it's way more work than people think it is mm -hmm. and way more time. But when you have these set timelines that people have in their minds as to how it's going to unfold, and it doesn't unfold that way and people end up getting very frustrated, it's like, okay, so now you've accepted this is going to take longer. You might as well find little ways to enjoy it throughout the day. How do you enjoy that workout four times a week? Yeah. Can you bring someone with you that's a friend that makes it more social? Can you, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like finding your little carrot that gets you through those things. Exactly. But enjoying the, the process of it as opposed to always focused on the goal yeah. at the end of the day. Because guess what? That wedding's not for six months. And we got a lot of work to put in for six months. And exactly. if you're like, oh, my God, I still, like, you're probably not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, you know, what's going to be motivating you to push out that one extra rep or to come in on uh, for a double session on Friday or to uh, to wake up early on a, on a Sunday and go do something outside or, or whatever it is? Um, you know, what's going to motivate you to do that? Something that's six months away might not be that motivating. You know, right. it's it's a motivating factor. And it's something that, you know, when you really sit and think about future perfect, do I want to look 10 out of 10? For this wedding, absolutely. But is that going to motivate me to grind today? Yes. Maybe not. So finding those short-term milestones can be really impactful. But also, yeah, finding a way to like it. And yeah. I've, I've always said that, uh, you know, not everyone has to love the gym. I didn't ever love the gym. Right. I, yeah. I honestly only ever started going to the gym after I broke my foot dancing uh, and like com competitive dancing, right. um, and uh, and needed to go to physiotherapy and realized okay, there's there's extra work to be done. Right, that um, was your introduction. Yeah, but I mean, you know, for people say even my own my own mom is a very fit, healthy, inspiring woman, um, and she I don't think has ever stepped foot in a gym. Maybe I'm I'm sure at some point in the 80s I think it was avoidable for <laughs> <laughs> step aerobics, but <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> High impact. All right. Knees yeah. up, girls. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, just um, brilliant outdoors woman, you know, always hiking and always active. Right. Um, and, you know, even her, I say it's it's time to do some resistance and you don't have to love getting into the gym. It doesn't have to be your life. And if it is, that's OK, too, if that's your hobby. But just knowing that there's a link between getting into the gym, doing some really necessary work. It might be remediating an old injury. It might be balancing something that, uh, that needs to be balanced based on what you do on a daily basis where you have some length tension biases in, in your shoulders, some upper cross syndrome. You know, we're all struggling with, right. with certain imbalances. It might just be working against those things. Right. Um, or it could be specifically working on aesthetic goals and, you know, getting those buys and tries and abs and the booty and 
whatever else, but right. um, just linking it to something that really matters to you out in in your world right. is uh, is really important. And not always just a goal that's on the horizon, but you know, how can I become better at the things that I really love to do? And if that's chasing your grandkids around or being able to give your dog an amazing life because it gets an hour-long run every day versus, you know, a little bit of a grumbly walk around the block. Right. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't right. really matter. It doesn't have to be uh, competing in a show. You know, yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be fitness. It, it's just health. And, and fitness is not necessarily just the sport. Fitness right. is a way of being. Yeah, just a way to be happier, a way of improving your life in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Like I, I use little small tricks. Like like a new playlist for me could be could energize me about the gym for two weeks because yeah. I'm like I just downloaded some new music and I'm like super jacked. Or <laughs> I bought a new um, pair of shorts at Sports Check. Like that's enough because it's like you go in those doldrums where oh, it's like oh sure. I'm not really in the mood to go and it's like yeah. you know what it is like change up my music or change up and do a new workout or whatever it is but you have these little carrots along the way that just encourage you to kind of go yeah. there's a reason to go today there's an excitement there's um, just a new energy to it yeah. so I've always used those I heard a cool quote the other day and it said something about someone said uh, they've never seen any major transformation take place without the person in question being tired of their own bullshit <laughs> and I was like Oh my god! Like you ever hear something and you're like, "Oh man, that's you just plug your own life into it." And go, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And I always think in your <laughs> in your line of work where someone's like, you're talking to them, you know, an initial meeting, or whatever, and they're coming to you with all these goals. Clearly, they're interested, but there's got to be a lot of it where it's just psychological, where you're like, you have to break down these things that they've made, these yeah. walls, yeah. that's just in their own head, and it's like we got to get past all that bullshit to get you to buy into like this is what it's going to take let's do it okay. like what is your experience with that where you know you're reading someone as you're talking to them and it's like it's it's a process and first of all i have to say that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from goonies the goonies mm. <laughs> like i'm really starting to od on your bullshit man <laughs> i love it's right it's classic <laughs> i just watched it on a plane i swear uh, i don't so know good. the whole movie but <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome that's so good but there's real truth to that like yeah. the story we tell ourselves yeah Gives you the life that you have or yeah. don't have. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But it's, it's definitely a process. And you have to let people go through their own process. And, you, you know, we aim to uh, kind of wave this little, this, this bright red flag on the other side of the fog for people and say, like, this is where it is, guys. Like, come yeah. on over. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really, they, they have to step over the line themselves. And, um, you know, I... <clears throat> Sometimes people are, uh, are ready for action. Sometimes they're ready for change. Uh, and other times people just know they need it, but they, they're not quite ready. They're, they're not, you know, they're, they're probably in like pre-contemplation rather than in contemplation. Um, right. and, and that's okay. That's an okay place to be. We just need to um, educate people. We just need to, you know, let them know what their options are. We need to make suggestions. And, and you know, I always tell my trainers, like, I was telling my trainers, um, it, it's kind of, it's our job to, to give people that gentle nudge sometimes. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of PTs say, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be that pushy person that's interrupting people's workouts and saying, you know, you need me. And that's, I, I always let people know, first of all, if you feel like you're in the shark tank, it's time to stop. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. just, like, Walk away. Yeah, yeah. What we do is, is help people, first yeah. of all. And sometimes that, uh, you know, people, in order to help them, they need a, a little bit of a gentle nudge. And, um, 
and you know it it shouldn't take a, a full uh, shove, right? People, like I said, do have to uh, take the steps themselves, and so right. um, you know, you ask, what's my experience with that? A, a lot of times, people just need to talk themselves through it, and they need to just have the encouragement to say, you know, or, or to have you there saying, yes, you, you know, that that self-talk that's going on, um, that's getting more and more positive, and that's exactly where we need to be taking you to to be able to attain these things that you want out of your life. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's interesting because I mean I've caught this in myself where like just means of self sabotage kick in and I've had it where like I was going to the gym for a long time and I was really close to achieving my goals whatever those were and that's when it was the worst like that's when the resistance or whatever you want to call it was the worst like I know I'm at the door and I know another week of what I'm doing I'm gonna be there whether that's an ideal weight or whatever it is and that's when I would like the week prior I would be like. I think I'm just going to eat this box of French fries or, you know what I mean, whatever it was. And it's like I read this Stephen Pressfield book called The War of Art, and it talks about the resistance and what yep. the resistance is kind of like a chameleon that can, can take uh, several different forms, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go with my friends tonight or I'm going to sleep in today or whatever it is, or I'm going to go to the gym and half-ass it. It's almost like you have to rewire your mind to allow you to have a success. Like you have to break down the patterns of thought that you had that prevented you from having the goals before. But you can easily slip back into those old thought patter- patterns. Even when you've been doing well for a long period of time, yeah. that's still back there somewhere. Yeah, and it absolutely. wants you to stop doing what you're doing. Like, it's like, all right, enough. You've done. This is better than you've ever done. I mean, you know, is this, when is it enough? Like, it's always that voice. But yeah. now I'm aware of it. Now I'm like, oh, I know what this is. I'm almost there. And this is this thing. And going, all right, Trent, come on. Let's go back to. Yeah. Let's eat chocolate. Let's do this. <laughs> like, let's, every, let's, do, let's eat a lot of chocolate. Let's like, you know. So, so it's uh, just being aware of that mindfulness, I think. Absolutely. And I think it's also really valuable to know how to motivate yourself. And, uh, and I think that's, you know, one of the major uh, assets when it comes to or, or the, the most impactful um, benefits of having a, a coach is that they learn how to motivate you and you don't need to take the work to figure out how to motivate yourself. It's much right. more difficult. Um, in fact, I think a lot of people would, would agree that um, it's almost um, uh, almost impossible to push yourself as hard as, as a really good coach can push you. Um, but uh, just knowing what motivates you and if it is, uh, you know, this kind of comes back to the, um, the concept of rewarding hard work rather than natural brilliance, right? If, if you were to say, okay, you know what, Trent, you're looking pretty good. Naturally, looking awesome, what? right? You've, you've, you're not maybe focusing on the work that you've done to get there. Right. And if you focused on the work and the effort that you put in, maybe you would think, you know what? I've, re- I've worked really hard to get here. I'm not going to throw it away. Right. I don't just look good or feel good. I've worked really hard to look good and feel good, and I'm going to continue to work yeah. to, to look good and feel good. So that, that might be something that motivates you, and, that, and it also might not be. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it could go the other way, yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah, that's a really good point, too. It's a really good point. It, it's like, um, you know, when I, I, go, I go to the gym that you, that you work at there, and it's like, I'm often inspired when I just kind of like I'm in between sets and I'm looking around and I'll see someone who's like 80 years old and they clearly have a disability, like maybe a physical disability. And I'm like, that guy's here every single day. Like mm-hmm. I'm often inspired by people and they'll never know it. Like I'll never go up to them and go, hey, by the way, you know, like I'm but it's like 
And so I find it interesting when you, you hear people say, well, I don't want to go to the gym because, you know, I'm out of shape and I'm overweight or whatever. And I, always, I often find those people the most inspiring. It's not the person who's the fittest in the gym. I mean, that's, that's an obvious, admirable thing to go, oh, wow, that person. But the person who I'm like, wow, I bet you there was a real journey and a road for that person to get here. And they're here every single day busting their ass. Like, I don't think those people are aware of it. Like, I think they just, because everyone's in their own little bubble and whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I just want to inspire. I think, I think um I mean, everyone has a fascinating story, uh, whether they think so or not. Um, and just uh, to, to sort of um, counter that statement in a way, uh, I think sometimes people who are fitness competitors actually have, uh, have often overcome some immense hurdles. And yes, they do look like they're quote unquote done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You did it. Go yeah. home. <laughs> Congrats. Here's a belt. Yeah. Here's a parade inside. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know those people and and people who look like they're they're uh, fit and beautiful and have never had any troubles in their life. You know, oftentimes they've overcome pretty immense hurdles as well. But yeah. um, but yes, you're right. It does take a lot of bravery to step into a public space, or I guess not public, but uh, a, a space where you know um, everyone's thinking about their body. So it's natural that everyone might be thinking about your body you right. know yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's you know it's, it's not like we're all doing algebra in the gym like we're thinking about right. arms and legs and and abs and you yeah know? so yeah it's so. kind of natural that those are the things that you're you're thinking about and and it it's uh it's very easy to become uh self-conscious i think in a gym yeah. and and uh i always encourage everyone um who is uh, self-conscious or really concerned about what other people will think about them or um, or or pass any judgments in the gym uh, to think about what other people have overcome to get where they are. Yeah. And just, you know, yes, of course, some people are uh, born fit, live fit, die fit. Some, you know, some people and, the, and they don't have to overcome a lot of... Uh, a lot of hurdles, uh, but you know the majority of people have had to strive to achieve something. And yeah. if they're in the gym as a regular, if they're in the gym consistently working towards something, well, that's that's admirable. You know, yes, yeah. just because they're a regular doesn't mean that you know they're not working hard to to show up four days a week for yeah. ten years, right? That's yeah. that's a big commitment. Yeah. So I, I often encourage these people to to view people that way. You know, look at the people who are already done, in your opinion, right? And think about where they might have come from, that and that might be where you are today, right? So you know, just look at those people and say, you know what, that's and and not that I encourage people to to strive to look like others, but you know, just to say, you know what, I. I I'm just going to imagine. I'm going to tell myself a story that you've overcome some some really big challenges to get where you are, mm -hmm. and uh, and I'm I'm going to be there too. Yeah, and you appreciate. It. I remember once I was sitting in my house, and I think I was eating uh, <laughs> I, think was, I was eating a bag of potato chips, and I looked outside my window, and there was a lady with a baby strapped to her chest, <clears throat> and she had three kids in a wagon. And then she had a dog on top of that, and she's jogging, and I'm I'm just sitting there eating chips. I'm like, really? This is. <laughs> This lady had to pack up all that, all those kids. She's out jogging, and I'm like, I don't know. I got to get my sneakers, and I just, I don't know if I have any. Like, it's amazing. You're right. What people will push through to, if this is a goal of theirs, and they're driven enough, nothing is going to prevent them from getting to the gym that day, or getting their workout in, or whatever it may be. Yeah. And so everyone has that backstory. You're right that, that we we're just not aware of, you know. And I think that often, often we have. Uh, 
I think anytime we look back at sort of the, the busiest times in our lives, we were also really effective at a lot of things. And I, I find personally, and I, I'm sure that this is, you know, this ap applies to some people and not others, but I find that the more I have to schedule in you know, to, a, to a limit, um, the more effective I become. And I feel like the gym provides that for a lot of people. So where we might be having this general sense of malaise and really just not feeling like, you know, getting up and like, how could you possibly strap three kids into a wagon right now and take your dog for a run? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, you know, when there are so many different things to think about and schedule and, and, and work towards and just, it's just the gym becomes one more thing to fit in. And I think that that can provide that motivation and structure uh, to a lot of people. And, yeah. and what I find is that um, most of my clients do work with me four days a week. Um, but uh, I don't think I've ever had anyone say, oh, yeah, four days a week, that sounds great. Like, that, yeah, that sounds completely reasonable. Uh, right. I, <laughs> I would really love to, yep, I, I can think of all of this extra time I have that mm -hmm. I would just love to give you. Maybe six, seven, I got <laughs> yeah. nothing but time here. Yeah, no yeah. one's saying that. Almost always it's been um, a pretty pretty considerable thing to really uh, to, to overcome. Yep. Uh, just mentally, like really like four days. I have to come to the gym four days. Um, and not everyone does. Um, no. But uh, I'm, most of my clients are pretty major transformation clients. So yeah. um, we're, we're looking at that frequency. Uh, but, uh, but it doesn't take long for it to become so normal yeah and it really only takes i would say probably around the three month mark that clients start asking for you know two sessions like let's do a double let's do an hour and a half let's you know what i really liked that that you know exercise that we did but I, I guess we don't have time for it in our programming can we add it on top or you know can i i'm going on vacation what do i do can i give me programming I, I'm, I'm going somewhere specifically i made sure my hotel has a fitness center yeah like let me know so i mean the the, the, the shift hooks. yeah exactly and it happens to i won't say everyone but it's it's pretty consistent across the board that that we start to <coughs> move into that that headspace so for anyone out there who thinks that like oh that's just not me i don't feel like working out so I guess I just don't get to be fit well I encourage those people to to take the leap and to get someone to hold you accountable to just do it for three months yeah and if you get to that three month mark I really you know it just starts to to hook in yeah and it and it will become uh, um, you know it will become more enjoyable and yeah. and maybe even natural Something you said about people who are really busy because that's often an excuse for people to not do something. But I think there's something to be said about momentum. Like when you when you are someone who gets things done, and I've heard this talked about. Someone said, uh, like just making your bed in the morning. People go, well, that was a chore. But there's a lot of folks who believe that just doing that simple task, it's like it needs to be done. I've done it. You've actually just generated a little bit of momentum for the day. I saw something that needs to be done. I completed it. There's a small sense of accomplishment with that. And now you move to the next smaller task or whatever it is. Yeah. So I kind of buy into that a little bit where if you can create success and follow through in certain areas, it's going to create more success and follow through in other areas of your life. If you, if you can just transfer those things over and see the connection between the two. You know? yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. And, and some of the most effective people out there, um, fitness is a major part of their lives. I'm not saying they're fitness enthusiasts first and CEOs second, yeah. uh, but there's definitely a, a, lot of time a, to a correlation. Yeah, 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 for sure. No, I think you're right. Um, 
Well, so many transferables too with regards to like goal setting and then resistance and overcoming. And you know, I was in a spin class this morning, and it's like you're in that last minute and a half. Your legs are rubber. It's like you have to go to a place that's not comfortable, and mm -hmm. it's the ability to do that and go through that. That's that's easily transferable in the rest of your day and the rest of your life. You know, where you're doing something else that's not a lot of fun in that moment, but you know the benefits are worth it, and it kind of affords you the mental toughness to go. I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to get through this, you know? Exactly. Yeah, so. training our minds to recognize that pain and discomfort, and I don't mean acute pain. No, no. But, but a level but of discomfort. discomfort um, equates to pulling back and quitting versus uh, to, to pushing through. Right. Absolutely. That tenacity is not just physical, and it, and it absolutely does apply yeah. uh, to, to multiple different situations. Being comfortable in what used to be uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the problem, I think, too, in today's society is, like, we're so geared towards comfort. Everything is like, well, that doesn't feel good. It's like, I don't care if it doesn't feel good. <laughs> like, there's this girl, Mel Robbins. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She talks. She has this thing called the five-second rule okay. where it's like when you know you're to do something, you're supposed to do something, you have five seconds in which to do it before your brain chimes in and goes, let's find ways for you not to do that. So, mm. uh, you know, I should go to the gym. And now within five seconds, it's like, I don't know, I gotta get a bag together and I gotta, I don't know if we have any towels clean and like, oh, it's raining out or I don't look at the traffic. Your brain just starts putting these little things in there that are just little obstacles to prevent you from getting this thing. Yep. So I've been thinking about it lately since I learned that. I go, I now apply it a little bit where I'm like, had a day the other day where I was like, I'm not really in the mood to go, but I haven't been in two days and I should go to the gym. And in that moment, I go, oh, okay, I understand what's happening. And I was like, yeah. you, just, you have to physically force yourself to get up, yeah. put that bag together, and just go. Yeah. You know, you can't think about it anymore. It's like, but people do that where they're like, the night before, today's it's, tomorrow's the day, I'm going to go to the gym, get all my stuff, whatever. And that alarm goes off the next morning, they're like, I'm really comfortable here. Like, I, this bed's <laughs> really warm, and I don't really know. You know what? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day. And you can just bullshit yourself till you never go. It's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's no one holding you accountable. Yeah. And, um, and people do that in all aspects of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And I, something that we do is we encourage people to talk about their barriers. Talk about the things. You know, just lay out all your excuses on the table. Yeah. Write down everything that you think might prevent you from succeeding. And now let's find a way to get around every one of those. Get around so them. it's money. I can't afford a gym membership. Okay. Let's find, you know, let's, let's work around that. Where can we fit this into your budget? Or, it's, uh, or, or how can we do something that's free? Uh, or what, what programs can we take advantage of? There, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to take money. Or if it does take money, we can find money somewhere. Right. And, uh, and you know, gym memberships these days, I mean, they range from, like, you can get a they for less. My goodness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's doable. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, you it's go to a yard sale and pick up, like, you know, weights somewhere. Yeah. You can do, you know, exactly. there's bands around. Exactly. There's whatever. And there's so much you can do at home, and there's so much available online. And I'm certainly not uh, encouraging everyone. Uh, you know, form is important, and accountability, and and coaching, and um, and that that added um, you know second second set of eyes uh, is definitely a, an important uh, aspect. But I mean, if it's just accessibility, if it's just getting active, there's okay. So so money isn't money doesn't count. That's not a thing. Yeah. So that's that's not a, that's not an objective uh, an objection anymore. And then what about time? Okay, I can't find the time. Where can we find the time? Maybe we can just walk to work. We can start doing that. If if that's not or if that's not uh, feasible, then you know what what's our lunch break? Can we go for a walk on our lunch break? Can we, uh, you know, is there where is the 
where is the you know breakdown in our schedule where we can make time? We need to carve out some time. And then we, we okay, so we've carved out time. It's no longer an objection. Let's so now how about uh, accountability? There are accountability systems out there. How about, you right. know, uh, So motivation. everyone's got this poster there. full of excuses, and you're just, like, <laughs> shooting them out of the sky, like, next, go, next. okay, <laughs> yeah. we got something. Let me guess. You don't have, you know, yeah, you just got to boom, boom. You know, it's not Plus. just about me doing it. It's important for people to see that, you know, look, I've, I've already thought about all of my excuses. I've already found a workaround to all of them. Right. So now when I try and tell myself uh, after that five seconds, like, oh, but I don't have my gym bag ready. Oh, except uh, my trainer made yeah. me pack my gym bag with uh, a couple days worth of stuff uh, and leave it at the door. Well, okay, now that's no longer a... Uh, Excuse. <laughs> whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, you just you keep know, crossing them off. <laughs> exactly. Like, but you do it for yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's important to, to, you know, recognize, okay, why didn't I go to the gym yesterday? What did I tell myself? What was the story? Oh, I told myself that it was rainy out. Right. Okay, like, how can I work around that so that doesn't happen again? Yeah, what's my what's my contingency plan for when those resistance things come up? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so for you now in, in this industry, I've always been interested that there's so much information out there. And there's a lot of people, you know, my wife had an experience where she she was uh, going to see a personal trainer kind of at lunch times, you know, outdoors somewhere, whatever. And I don't really think this guy was a personal trainer. <laughs> and I'm like, there's got to be a ton of that in your industry so you talk about people wanting to fast track not just people who are the clients but people want to fast track this as a career that mm -hmm. you're in where it's mm -hmm. like well I, I know some exercises and I uh, I got YouTube and yeah. I know how to whatever yeah. and now they're going to go out and take some folks out in the field are, yeah. are you seeing a flood of that right now of, of people who are just kind of um, looking the part but not actually coming in with the education and the qualifications to do so yeah I think uh, that's that's um, that's definitely out there absolutely um, I myself, I think it's really important to um, vet people based on, uh, yes, education. Um, education first. That's, that's I mean, it, you have to be educated. Yeah. Um, and, and certified. Um, but uh, beyond that, also career-minded. You have to want to build a career. It cannot just be... I was let off, or I was I was let go, and this is something I want to do to make some extra cash over the next six months. Yeah. You're taking people's lives, and their goals, and their dreams, and their self worth into your hands. It's not something to just play around with and make some money off of. Right. So I think it's really. Um, it's important for people that are growing teams, um, you know, building teams, to to think about. Um, we're all thinking about changing lives and helping people and, and the impact that we have. That's why we're in the industry, right? Right. Um, but yes, it does attract some people that are just looking to make a quick buck, and uh, you know, the the wrong wrong company or the wrong manager, even or the wrong whoever, uh, you know, just person on. Uh, advertising online or, or whatever it is, um, you know, they, they might not have that mindfulness. Uh, so I think it's important. Um, I think that coaching is the most valuable thing that people can um, can invest in when it comes to attaining their goals because it's so hard to do it on your own. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to be alone in that space. Um, but, yes, it's very important to um, make sure you're, you're – PT is certified. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Make sure you ask those questions. You Got know, some knowledge. Um, and uh, and just also um, 
to know, you know, what, where do you see yourself in two years? You can interview your trainer, you know? Yes, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> where do you, where yeah, do you see yourself? What's your story? What are yeah, your goals? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Why yeah. are you here? Why are you here? And, uh, oh, I was, I, I won't use the same example again, but, you know, just some people that aren't there for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, I used to be, you know, some, some of the top trainers, uh, even in, in my club, one our, our top trainer used to be an engineer. Right. And, and now takes his vacation time to fly around the world to work with specialists to understand more about head trauma and its impact on personality and, and the whole package, the, the, the mind-body-spirit connection and, yeah. uh, and, and concussions and how that, that can be trained rather than just medicated. And it's, it's fascinating. Wow. Um, you know, when, when someone is career-minded, when someone is here for the right reasons and really wants to be doing this and, and helping people and changing lives, I don't think, you know, you, you, you won't have someone that acts out of, out, outside of your interest. True, yeah. They'll put you first for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's so interesting because it, it's, uh, there's so many parallels to stand-up as well. Like, I know people who... Uh, they want to get on stage and they want to get the laughs and they want to do all that stuff. It's like, yeah, but there's a whole lot of work done outside the lights that before you ever get to that moment, that has to be done. But people don't want to do that part. They want to skip that part. And they just want to go, but I just want to go up on the thing and do the... It's like, yeah, I get that. I understand why that's really that looks really sweet to you. Uh, but you're not going to be ready for that because you haven't done this part. Yeah. And again, it gets back to that kind of fast food society that we're living in is that yeah. people want what they want now. Mm-hmm. Career-wise, the same thing. Yeah. People are like, well, it's going to take how many years to do that? Well, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, maybe you really don't want to do that then. Like, yeah. you know, if, you, if that time frame is too vast for you, then maybe this isn't your passion. Maybe this isn't the thing you should be doing, you know? Yeah. So you just lean that way because it seemed interesting from a distance or whatever it was. There's something about it that appealed to you. Mm-hmm. But if it's really in you to do, you're going to push through all that stuff. You're going to pay the price that needs to be paid, whatever that is, time, yeah. money, yeah. Um, looking inside yourself, whatever it is you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to do it because you feel it's worth it, yep. you know, in Absolutely. any career. Yeah, and I think there is, uh, you know, there are um, there are trainers who get into the industry pretty quickly, um, and there are certifications that uh, that allow you to, to start working pretty quickly. Uh, but that said, uh, I think that it's very important to have transparency because some people need they need a coach. They need accountability. They need someone to, to teach them proper form. Um, but they might not have uh, a, a crazy injury background, or they might not have um, they they might not have the the same needs uh, as as other as others. Um, and they might be looking for a price point, right? A certain price point. And so there there is that kind of bubble. Yeah. There is that pool. And I think that where um, mistakes are made or where frustrations happen or, you know, kind of what you're referring to, someone wanting to just jump into the industry uh, versus, you know, same someone wanting to to achieve their goals right away um, without putting the work in. You know, honestly, kind of those two really pair up. Yeah, <laughs> pretty well together. Yeah. You know, so True. there is a there is a place for it. Um, but again, like I said, I think it's very important that people, you know, if you have a, a history of injury, if you need remediation, if you if you're, you know, I, I don't believe in um, saying you have bad uh, body parts, but you know, like bad knees yeah, uh, yeah. or bad whatever. Um, you know, if if that's you, probably don't go for the price point. 
you know, don't get the, yeah. the trainer that's advertising advertising online. Uh, yeah. You know, go to your doctor. Uh, if, if there's pain, go to your doctor and then, you know, maybe go to physiotherapy. Get some recommendations from a physiotherapist or a, a whoever it is, whoever, whatever your doctor recommends. And then take that to your trainer yeah. and say, look, mm. I know you're you're new at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, here, and yeah. and you know, and you do have enough experience to hold me accountable and and to teach me proper form and everything. But this is what my physiotherapist recommends, right. and that can be that can be an okay relationship. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's like the that that's not the ideal situation, right? Yeah. yeah. Ideally, you'll you'll you know uh, be able to to make a greater investment. Um, but you know, these are you're paying for a professional's time. So right. it's either you're paying for uh, someone who is is relatively new, and uh, that's that's going to be reflected in the, the pricing, yeah. versus working with a professional. It's it's just like anything. So you you do have to make sure you're paired up with the right individual. And shop around a little bit, yeah, kind of yeah, see if it needs, sees your needs. Yeah, it's not just about price. You have to make sure that there's a, a good correlation between the two, and that you're getting what you need. Yeah, I think too that. Like when you're working with someone, and, and you know you're working with someone over time, a client, maybe it's months and months or years or whatever it is. How much of it is based on um, personality? Like you know what you know in your body of knowledge. This person's coming to you with set goals. You're like, yeah, that's a match. But are are there are there personality conflicts where you go like, this just isn't working? Maybe you're better off working with another trainer here at the club or. Um, do, you, do you ever, yeah. does that ever happen? Yeah, and I think that's something that, um, you know, I encourage all people to uh, to speak up about. If you're not happy with your trainer, you're not happy with your experience, talk about it. You know, bring it up. A lot of people feel guilty to, right. to say, you know what, oh, I'm paying this person for, for their time and I'm just, I should trust the process. And yes, there is a lot of that once you know you're with the right person. Right. So <laughs> once, yeah. once you know that this is your person and, and you trust them, then yes, then we need your trust, and, and you do have to come along for for the ride. But um, you know, absolutely, I, th I think that you know, if it just doesn't seem like a good a good personality match, then you know, how are you going to feel when that person is uh, is trying to motivate you to do one more rep or whatever it is and right. all you're thinking in your head is like shut up shut up shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, please and not walk away from me right yeah, now yeah. And, and not in a love-hate kind of way just in a like yeah really i'm done yeah <laughs> kind of i can't stand so, yeah. to hear you. yeah yeah exactly so i think it's really important and and i mean a good trainer is going to be able to get along with really any type of person, or the most successful, rather. Um, and that said as well, yeah, there's a very tight relationship that uh, that does start to, to build. Yeah. Um, and on the other hand, you know, we're, we're here for one thing, and sometimes... Um, <laughs> You know, if the conversation gets a little a little tense, because all of a sudden we discovered that we think two different things on something pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty fundamental. Yeah. Okay, well that's good because our rest time was only 15 seconds anyway, so we're yeah, back to it. And we're back to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So before this comes to blows, pick that up that kettlebell and chuck it over your head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So. Well, it's interesting because you know I played soccer and stuff in university, and it's like, you know, people have different styles of coaching, and they're and they're. Their style may not match up with all the players. Some players you can get in their face and be very intense and they respond well to it. Other people like a quiet word privately, like, hey, we need this from you. Yeah. Um, but when you're dealing with a team environment, 
often the coach is kind of like, here's how I deliver it, and if you're not fine, that's totally up to you. But when you're dealing with people on an individual basis, you can kind of alter. Susan doesn't really respond well when I'm, when I'm really intense. I've noticed that. And so now you can kind of adjust your style somewhat as to how you approach. Whereas you know, you know, uh, Lisa likes it when I'm like, we're going to stay up here the entire time. It's yeah. going to be this kind of level of intensity. Yeah. So you sometimes have to adjust, I would imagine, depending Absolutely. on who you're with. Yeah. yeah, and you need to know what your client responds to as well. Like I was saying, how to motivate someone. Uh, you know, there are people that say, look, I've had trainers before. I don't want you telling me what to eat. I don't want you trying to stop me from going out and drinking wine because I'm just going to do it. I don't want lifestyle coaching. I want you to grind out this session. I want you to make me burn as many calories as I possibly can in this hour. Right. And and that's it. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And <laughs> Good enough. But you know what? Every time, every single time, it's going to be like, Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll see. You'll come around. Yeah, You'll yeah. You'll come around. Three month mark. We're gonna get you. Uh, you're gonna be asking about salads and uh, where do you get organic vegetables, yeah. anyways? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you know, there's that that intrinsic gentle nudging that does happen. But again, right. you know, you you have to know what your person uh, is is you know what they're there for. And uh, the worst thing is a uh, we call them rent a friends. Right. You know, where really it's sometimes we need to say, look, you you were here because you wanted this. And, and it's my job to make it happen. It was a physical goal. I encourage you to maybe, you know, book a date with your sister or right. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're paying for my time here. I'm not comfortable uh, having you leave without results. So uh, yeah. sometimes, you know, we do have to say, yeah, you feel like chatting today, but I know that's just a shield because you don't feel like sweating. So Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we can go for coffee after. They just uh, want to <laughs> vent to somebody about whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. We, we can go for a walk. No, no worries. But after yeah. the session. But we get this done. Yeah. So how are you for time right now? Are you, uh, we got, uh, it's 402. Yeah, I'm good. I've got about 15. Okay, cool. Because yeah. um, I had a good friend of mine who delved into personal training for a little while and coaching. And one of the, her pet peeves was the cancellation, where you've blocked off a block of time, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, and they're going to meet at wherever. Yep. And then, you know, on your end, you know, you also have a life outside of what you do for a living. So you've, you know, you've probably said no to certain things that you can't do because you have, you know, a session the next morning. Yep. And then, of course... Either you show up and they don't show up, or you get that phone call at like ten to six. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, that broke her back. Like, it really did break her spirit. Where she's like, I just she felt like she just seemed more invested in in the goals and outcomes than they were. And eventually, she's just like that. Combined with, I think financially, it wasn't exactly what she envisioned it was going to be. But it was just kind of this constant letdown of like, you know, she spent time building a program and she looked up all this stuff and she shows up and this person's not there. Yeah. Like, how do you guys deal with that where it's like you're all in, but you're working with clients who not or who necessarily aren't all in and they're not showing up? Yeah, and I think there are some people who are just, I, I'm sure someone can get to them and, and make them show up. Yeah. But, you know, again, it might be someone who isn't, fully in it. Uh, and so there's going to be a very small population that, that we just, you know, it, it might be a hundred different people try to get them in and, and maybe one can, right? Um, but the majority of people I find uh, can be motivated to make it worthwhile. And it's just a matter of finding out what motivates that person to, to make it work. And there's also an element of 
reality of, of, of being realistic. A lot of people, when they get started, they say, okay, now I've got a trainer and now all of a sudden I'm going to throw out every, every food item in my home and I'm going to only eat lettuce and I'm going to, um, you know, do three hours of yoga after my PT training session. And, uh, you know, there's like this extremism sort of that, that uh, we sometimes see. And, uh, and oftentimes it's, you know what, a 5 a.m. workout seems really badass. So let's do that. You know what? That's like my image of this healthy, fit person who does everything. And it's like this, this uh, you know, I can do it. I, I can do this. I can do a 5 a.m. workout. I can do a 6 a.m. workout. And sometimes we just need to take it in baby steps. You know what? Just you might not love the idea of coming after work, but let's just start with that because we haven't been successful with these 6 a.m. sessions. Mm -hmm. let's, let's see what other time we can make work. And then once that's really consistent, let's maybe shift this back. Yeah. Let's, let's try and take one hurdle at a time. Uh, and that might be, you know, what that reasoning is. Or just, you know, the people aren't, aren't making the, the, the sacrifices or don't see the value. And it's all about building value. Sometimes we're selling the value to our clients on a daily basis just as a means of reminding them why they they're started this why journey. they're here yeah yeah so sometimes we do have to take those uh take those moments and my my trainers every um every few weeks you know look out book out the next handful of weeks uh, of sessions six weeks take a look at the next six weeks what do you have going on any reason you're not going to be able to to make it to our regular sessions oh there you know there's a wedding here or there's a whatever okay we'll we'll move them we'll reschedule them we'll we'll fit them in oh i've got a really late night on this night i've got a board meeting whatever it is okay let's let's shift and and make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success you know if you know that you have a a wedding should we really be uh, scheduling a sunday morning session you yeah. know let's let's just set you up for success here and yeah. uh, and, you know, we'll get our three in in the week. We might have to make a, a couple of changes, but it's it's about having those honest conversations about what's realistic while we can still achieve our goal. Right. Well, it seems, too, that, like, a, a high level of honesty is, is obviously important for you guys to have with your clients where they can be genuine and honest with you about their life, where they're at, all those things. And you can also do the same with them, you know, because if anyone's coming in bullshitting the other, it's like, it's going to be a waste of both your time. So just that level. But sometimes people, it's hard for people to do that. Like, you know, it's I have a, a manager and it's like we've got this agreement where we're just let's just put it on the table. Like if you trust the other person that they're going to take it well or at least it's going to be received well, that it's not going to escalate to something that yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. But just that level of like this is what I'm feeling or this is the situation. This is how I felt about this. And then normally it's cleared up in a minute. It's literally just oh, well, this is this, whatever. Okay, good. But a lot of people walk around with this, um, almost like they're acting. Like, okay, well, my personal trainer, my coach is going to want to hear this, so I'll tell them that I ate this on the weekend. And it's like, oh, yeah. you're like, we both know you didn't do that. Like, we, why are we, you know what I mean? Like, they're This just, whole workout smells like vodka. <laughs> I did you know. go last night? No, I was in bed early. You mean passed out. Um, very different. It's, uh, But again, like, just being able to be like, just tell me. Like, yeah, I went for wings and I ended up tying one on. Like, yeah. Let's start there. And then, but I think, yeah, it's almost like as an adult, too, sometimes it's harder because, again, we get back to there's this perception that this person has of you. And I know what we talked about three months ago and I know what you said. And I somehow i am worried that I let you down. So I'm going to try and sidestep the truth somehow. 
I suppose again. Yeah, I ended up having way more beers, and I I don't feel very good today. Like, just put it out there. Exactly. Just be honest. And that is exactly what allows people to end up being successful, because recognizing, okay, you know what, that that went a little further than it should have <laughs> last <laughs> night, yeah. but okay, what are we gonna do about it? We move on, rather than being, you know, uh, shameful about it or or shattered by it and just really set back and why am I even doing this? What's the point? I can't right. even stick to one goal. Yeah. You know what? No, it's okay. It's life. You lived. You had some beer and wings. It's all good. It's not about deprivation for one goal. Fitness brings people fulfillment and longevity. Yes. And whether there are goals beyond that, absolutely, there are going to be little bits and pieces. But our self-worth is tied to this this image of, of or this, this feeling of wellness. It doesn't have to be aesthetic but it's just wellness. So, you know, it, does it have to be at the expense of other things that you enjoy? Absolutely not. And when you're talking about honesty, I think it's really important for, for trainers even to say, what can't you live without? Mm. What can't you live without? If it's chocolate or if it's wine every once in a while or if it's whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, if your goal doesn't align with that, then we need to have another honest conversation. But if your goal does align with it and your timeline aligns with the ability to have some of these little things that keep you sane and then just the education to be able to eliminate the things that you don't really need or want, then, you know, we're, we're more likely to end up um, having honest conversations with each other and saying, yeah, I went out for wine with the girls because that's built in. I'm allowed to do that every once in a while. And if it turns out that that's happening a little too frequently, then we're going to have a different conversation, mm -hmm. you know, where that's another motivating conversation and realigning with the goals. Look, you want to keep, keep doing wine nights? No worries, but just recognize we do have this timeline we agreed on and it doesn't line up. So yeah. what do you want here? What do you want to adjust? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would you rather not be where you want to be for that wedding and continue to have these wine nights? Or are we going to get this back in check and yeah. feel like 10 out of 10 in those selfies? Right. right. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. But it's, you know, it very much so, like you say, the honesty is, is really important. It's huge. And, it, and it, people tend to have a, um, a backstory built about themselves, I realize. Uh, and as you get older, and I think... You just have more life experience. You realize that sometimes for yourself, even you go, like, essentially you said that at one point where you're like, someone does this and they have a few extra beers or whatever, and they're like, that self-talk is, I always do this. I always mess it up. It's like, those things are so defeatist. And you're right. Rather, rather than it being one bad night, that now means someone drops out altogether and they go, well, it's all off the rails as opposed to like, all right, so you had some beers and some wings or you had too much wine. Today's a new day, and we go back at it. But that ability to just kind of recalibrate and stay on the path they were on that was taking them in the right direction, that backstory is so loaded. It's so potent. It's almost they just can't help but drink that Kool-Aid again. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're trying to go, no, 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 we're, we're not going back there. We're good. We're good. This is the new you. You just got to believe it that this is the new you as opposed to I always, I always quit the gym after three months. It's like you used to. You used to do that, yeah. but that's not who this person is now. Yeah. But it's hard for people to accept that new person that they are. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. And and I, uh, you know, there's a lot of the like, oh, okay, you know what? I've already I've already blown it in June. I'll just start in July. Right. Right. And then we scale that back to okay, I've yeah. blown it, blown it for this week. I'm just going to start on Monday. And okay, how about I've blown it for today? I'm going to go to the gym like right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> Five second rule: or, it just get up and yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Or or even just tomorrow. Or yeah. or you know make up the time elsewhere. I'm gonna squeeze in two half hours somewhere else to make me yeah. feel like you know what? Yeah, I'm on track. We, we always say your your goals are one workout away. They are always one workout away. True. And you always feel better. Like I've had those moments again where I. I'm not in the mood to do it, and then when I go, I'm always, whether it was a good workout or not, I'm always grateful that I went. I'm always like, that was the right thing to do. I know if I didn't go, I'd feel guilt, and I'd feel like oh, I should have went. Um, but it's almost, I think ultimately it comes down to like just like forgiveness of, of yourself, like forgiveness of like, hey, you're not perfect. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna have too much cheesecake. You're gonna have too many wines. You're gonna miss a workout or two. But people have a hard time doing that because again, that backstory is so, it's so emotional, and there's a bunch of luggage tied to it, and it's like, look, let all that go, man. That's got, that's got nothing to do with who you are now, and you've come so far. But people often can't see that. They're very tied to that. You know, it might even be childhood stuff where it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. well, I, I dropped out of this, and I've, I've also quit this before. It's like, that's cool. That's fine. That happened. We've acknowledged it. You've learned from it. You're here now. Look at all the times you've come when you didn't want to come. Look at the times when there was a blizzard and you showed up anyway. Like, exactly. But they forget those times. Yeah, but yeah. The, one, the one hurdle... And suddenly, uh, this is, yeah, I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I wasn't going to be, you know. People have always said that I am this way. I must be this yeah. way. Yeah. It's almost absolutely. like they, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah but, but, you know, asking the question, okay, when does what you want happen right now a little bit, sometimes? When is your future perfect situation happening a little bit right now? Yeah. And that might be, well, you know what? I, I, you know, I just, I'm really good at starting on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I rock Mondays. Mondays, I yeah. crush it. Mondays, yeah. I'm on. Yeah. I just crush every Monday. Fridays, not so much. I don't do good on Fridays. <laughs> I've got lunches downtown. And yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But just finding, okay. And what about that works? And, you know, like I say, every, every, uh, every goal is one workout away. If I told you that you could have your future perfect situation... If you just went and worked out right now, would you go? Right. Yeah. Yes. Of course you would. Right. Yeah. So it's always just one, one workout away. And you just you just keep telling yourself yeah. that it, it's just, I, when I do it, I get it. When I do it, I get what I want. Yeah. And, you know, just telling yourself that it, it happens at the end of every workout. And because that's progression. And yes. it's not perfection. It's not everything or nothing. Nobody gets to their future perfect in one go. But if you tell yourself that that's how it works, if you tell yourself that, yeah, okay, you know what? I can do this quickly. I can do this in two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, then show me that you can actually commit for two weeks, right? Yeah. We're telling ourselves that we can do it in two Great weeks. Great story, yeah. We know that it's going to take a lot longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> but you just show me those first two weeks and we'll see where we are. It's just happening, yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll get, we'll wrap this up. Um, this has been really good, but what, what advice would you give to someone who's out there who's contemplating making a change fitness wise? They realize they've got to make a change. They're all, they're at the cusp almost. They're at that decision place. It's like, what, what would you say to that person who, who just needs that nudge that you mentioned earlier, who just needs that little, here's why it's worth it. What would that elevator what would that elevator speech be where you have that kind of 30 seconds of like, here's why? What would that be? I would say, first of all, you are not alone. So find your people. 
if it's uh, what can you do? So if it's a uh, if it's a class, if it's swimming, if it's going for walks, what is it? What can you do? Find those people and and just get started. Right. And then we can go from there. It doesn't have to be that you end up in a highly competitive, uh, ideal situation right away. And what I would say is, is that you need to take action. You just absolutely have to take action. Results are not going to happen unless you act, and acting, it either happens or it doesn't. There's no gradient. There's no, yeah. I sort of went three times last week. No, you, you, you just go, and that's the, that's the biggest thing is just recognizing that progression. So you must act, you must progress. Uh, you, you must recognize that progression is, is the key. And then from there, you, you can always do more. You can always take the next step. Yeah. And that might be today, that might be going to get a personal trainer. That might be. Or maybe just talking to one. Maybe just talking to a trainer. Get to know a trainer. Right. Right? Just, just have the conversations. That might also be going to do a, a class. That might be joining a walking group. Yeah. Whatever it is that you know you can do and, and where you feel comfortable, just get started. Start that momentum. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> yes, just start now and, and it will start to, to roll. Yeah. Well, I feel fitter from this conversation <laughs> even. And I just sat here drinking coffee in the middle of Starbucks. <laughs> so maybe people can sign up for that where they just sit around and talk to a personal trainer and just <laughs> mentally feel fitter. They're like... Oh, yeah, I'm not going to the gym, but I feel... <laughs> I know. I feel I, fantastic. You're lucky I saw you at the gym today. Yeah, exactly. I'd be telling you that's yeah. not good enough. This ain't working. <laughs> this ain't working. Um, no, I think it's great advice. And I, I think there's a lot of people out there. It's, it's, it's funny because ultimately I get a lot of folks who ask me about stand-up and wanting to do stand-up. And at the end of the day, I go, we can sit here and talk about it all day. But at the end of the day, your ass is going to have to go up on stage. And you can have paralysis by analysis and sit around and watch YouTube videos about it and read books about it and talk to comedians. And that's all great to do that prep work, but eventually you're going to have to launch and you're going to have to walk out there and do it. And that physical force to just move your two feet to that is the longest journey for most people. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of parallels to what you're saying too, where it's like nothing wrong with preparation, nothing wrong with looking into it, but you need to set a deadline where you're like, this is happening on this date or this is, this is definitely getting done. You decide that you're you're going to make this happen, and that's just physical force. That's literally just you being taught of your own bullshit and getting up and making it happen. And that's that's a pretty cool moment for people when they can actually do it and follow Absolutely. through and do it. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. Pick up the phone right now. Book an appointment. Make it happen. Call someone. Tell them, hey, you know what? I need you to put this in your calendar. I'm doing this on this date. Yeah, be accountable. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, no so problem. cool. All right. Well, you get back to training people to have amazing lives or whatever. I'll go back to telling jokes about bears or whatever. I don't know, whatever <laughs> it is I do. So, all right. Thanks again. No worries. <laughs> how it all started, like a whisper in your ear. You told them you loved them and ran as fast as you could. It's not to be taken lightly. Then you never were 
fingers bleeding, your body aches from the thunder in your heart. So you laid on the line, blindfolded and chalk marked, like a good little soldier, knew just what you were. Can you give up now? Can you turn this around? Can you keep your heart beating? How do you live when you don't know how? So you laid on the line, blindfolded and chalk marked, like a good little soldier, knew just what you were. Can you? 